Hello guys, welcome to Basket News Talks. I'm the host Donato Surbonas and we have Nico Mannion here in Radisson, Colmas. Welcome to the show. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Nico, actually, I've, I've listened to Le Podcast or Le Podcast. I yeah. don't know if you've had this French, French pronunciation. And I heard a great question. What was your welcome to NBA moment? I would switch it into European edition. What was your welcome to Europe yeah. and then welcome to EuroLeague moment for you personally? Oh man, um, welcome to Europe moment. That's tough. Um, I was kind of gradually introduced to it. I got here and wasn't wasn't playing as much um, for health reasons, of course. And then, but I'd say just the daily grind. Like there's, I wouldn't say there was a game or a specific practice, but I would say like every day it's live action. We're playing five on five, going at it, and it's a ten month season. Um, so I've, I've never had that. Um, college wasn't like that. Obviously in the NBA, the practices are a lot lighter because there's, there's games. They have way more, they have so many, so many games. Um, so this year and last year, it's been, um, last year I'd say for me, especially was really just a grind getting mm -hmm. back to health. Um, and then having those daily battles every single day, like, you know, you're going to practice. It's, it's, it's like a game. Like I like to, I was talking with some of our team a couple of days ago and it's like our practices are harder than the games. You get in the games and it, it feels easier to play, you know, sometimes in practice it's, it's more difficult. So, um, I would say that's the, the biggest difference for me and probably my welcome to your moment. Mm. Tell you about your experience last year. I mean, you had your own idea of making more money here in Europe, of getting bigger minutes, of getting this different experience to, let's say, make you stronger for the possible NBA return. You had amazing national team uh, experience and then the infection happens. Yeah. Then you have to go back into rotation of the EuroCup title contender with a heavy uh, backcourt right. tough situation for you. And you're just 20 years old. Yeah. I mean, what did you learn about yourself? How did you get up from that situation? Yeah. Are um, you still getting up actually from that? You know, now, God, like, thank God, I, f I feel great. Um, health wise, I'm back to 100%. I put my weight back on um, and I finally feel like I'm moving well. I think I health wise, I was healthy last year, um, but the way I was moving, I didn't, I didn't really feel like myself till late, late in the year, you know? So last year was, was difficult. And as much as it was physical, it was also a mental battle because I've been so used to playing a certain way and feeling a certain way for my whole life. And then, you know, like you said, after, after Tokyo, I got sick and lost weight and as I, as I started to come back to health, it was just super difficult because mentally I'd already had a feeling of how I play, how I can move, and I physically couldn't do it. So that mental side of it was, was also very difficult for me. Um, but like I said, now I, I feel great, and I want to thank the organization once again for just having my back the whole time because I got here and was the lowest I could have possibly been. Um, and they were very patient with me. They, they helped me back to health and they had my back through the whole thing. So something I'm very, uh, very, very thankful for. How that lowest point uh, looks like and who was the example who kind of got you out from, from there? Because it's not like a typical injury. Yeah. There are some players who went through a lot of injuries, tough injuries. This is something different. Right. How did you, you know, survive yeah. that situation? Um, it was a battle mentally, I'd say is the, the toughest part. Because physically the pain was gone, um, I was finally putting weight back on. But just the mental side of it was, um, it was wearing, and it was very difficult. But like I said, the organization was phenomenal with me. My parents obviously are 
my two biggest supporters. Um, and like you said, it's not like injury. It's not, you know, oh, you'll be back in four months or just do rehab. And there was really, there's no like guidebook, I'd say. There's no, there's no rules on how to get back to 100% health. So it was a day-by-day -day process. Very, very frustrating at times. Um, and like you said, we had a loaded, loaded backcourt. So it wasn't like I was just stepping into minutes and okay, I'm healthy, I can play now. It was, there was two different battles going on. Me trying to find myself and get back to who I was and me trying to, to work my way through the lineup and find minutes wherever I could. What did you learn about European basketball in general? I mean, what did you understand about the point guard position, point guard role, yeah. just point guard status here in Europe, how it differs from the NBA? Um, the control of the game for one. They, I'd say they, they control the game very well. Um, the pace of the game is different. And I'd say here it's more of a team game. There's more, the little details are so much bigger here than they are in the States. The spacing is less, um, there's more plays and it's your decisions need to be made in, in a split second. So um, luckily I was able to play with the national team a couple times before, so I'd seen it a little bit. Um, and as I was getting back to health, I was around the team every day, seeing it even more. And then once I got into it and started playing more, got a good feel for it. And um, I'd say I feel a lot, a lot more comfortable this year, just because I've had a, a year of experience in the European game, watching, watching film, watching practice games, playing in it. Um, so I'd say this year I'm a lot more confident going, going into games. You've been through a lot through your career, but there were also some interesting positives. Like you had this privilege to go to, through basketball school of Steph Curry and Milos Teodosic. I mean, yeah. probably goats on both sides of the ocean. Agreed. If they both had the basketball school, what do you think? What would be the main rules of their basketball schools? What would be the slogan on Milos Teodosic <laughs> basketball school walls and Steph Curry's? It's funny because they're like, in my eyes, they're two completely different players. And like you said, they're both to me, Milos is the best passer I've ever seen. Um, and Steph is one of the best players in the world, um, undoubtedly the best shooter in the world. Um, so being able to be around both of them, um, it's, it's a blessing. It's been a blessing. Steph taught me a lot. Um, the thing I was super impressed with Steph about is just his work ethic. Like, you know, these guys are, you see him and you know he's one of the best players in the world. Um, but seeing him every day, the morning after a game, he's in the weight room by himself or after practice, he's still in the gym an extra 30 minutes after everybody else. And you see that and then you understand why, why he is so good and why he is who he is. Um, with Milos, he's almost like difficult to learn from because it's so natural to him. Um, and it doesn't come natural to anybody else, if, if not other people would do it. But for him, it's just so natural and it comes so easy. Um, but he's, he's taught me a couple things, just some passing tricks about spots and angles and He's a, he's a basketball genius and he makes it look so effortless. Um, but I've been, like I said, I've been really, really, really blessed to be able to, to learn from, from two of the greatest in the sport. How about this learning experience from Milos? I mean, he seems to be this very demanding, you know, veteran, I would uh -huh. say, which ha he has his own, you know, perspective of basketball and he might be not so patient with young guys. How was this process, you know? Yeah, he's been, he's been great with me. Um, he kind of was in a, not similar, not exactly the same, but you know, he played in the EuroLeague when he was young as well. And so he knows how difficult it is. And um, he's been nothing but positive with me. He helps me out all the time. He's, like you said, he's demanding, but 
he's also just a great person. Like he genuinely cares about you. So he's uh, he's been there for me. Like I said, last year was rough for me and he was always helping me out, um, giving me little pointers. And, you know, we've had dinner a couple times where we just talk about life and, and things like that aren't seen all the time from teammates. So, um, you know, I hold, I hold that very, very closely because it means a lot. What's his approach in life? I mean, what did you learn from that? You know, what can you take it? Uh, yeah. For um, well, the first thing he was teaching me was just be patient. You know, like uh, um, at the time last year, I was 20 years old. I'm 21 now. And um, he said he went through the same thing when he was younger. His first year or two in Euroleague, he was playing four minutes a game, five minutes a game. And um, so he, him going through that and us having similar experiences, we we can bond over that and he, he has a different perspective. He's already been through it. You know, as you're going through it, you may not see the big picture, um, but someone who's already been through it can, can kind of tell you how it, how it played out and what they think. And they've, they've had a grasp on it before. So, um, little things like that, being patient, obviously little, little pointers in, in basketball on the court details themselves. But, um, with the life stuff, he's been great about keeping me and helping me be patient because I'm, uh, I wouldn't say I'm very patient. Uh, you know, I want to. I want to play. I want it now. I want to do all those things. So, um, but he's been, like I said, he's been great. Nico, let's put one big elephant out of this uh, hotel. I listened to your pod uh, about the Warriors experience. You said that you were close friends with Jordan Poole, and you also mentioned one interesting thing about Draymond and his trash talking. That especially early into the season, he trash talks more than than at the other part of the uh, right. season. And this is his way of calling out guys. Right. How surprised you were, you know, watching what we actually all also knowing them from the inside, you know, and yeah. knowing them personally. Um, I mean, it was definitely surprising, but I mean, I think things like that happen often in in basketball, and guys are competitive. Um, I don't know what was said. I don't. I don't know anything about it. But to to me, it was uh, it was surprising. But at the end of the day, they're professionals and they're going to handle it how they handle it. They're still going to go out there and try to win games. And um, their relationship, I'm sure, will be fine just because, like I said, they're grown men and they're professionals and their job is to play basketball. So they'll continue to do that. But it was it was definitely surprising to me. What do you think? How did how it will impact their season? Uh, like I said, I don't think, you know, whether they win or lose, I don't think it's dependent on what happened. Hmm. Um, like I said, they're both professionals. Um, they get paid a lot of money to, to play basketball. So I think they'll be able to put it, put it aside and I'm sure their relationship will come back as well. Did you see any, that kind of experiences in your career? Did you have that um, kind of situations? Not you personally, no, but you know, in your team? I, you know, I, I mean, obviously you see the arguments and hmm. people pushing each other and getting each other's face and stuff like that. You, you see those, um, at least every year it happens guys have tempers guys have egos um but no i've never i've never witnessed something like that um but one thing i will say is like draymond and jordan they're both like great people great people and for me when i was there draymond was like one of my vets um when i was in the g league he was texting me calling me talking about the game when I got back after the G League, he was side by side, you know, helping me and um, giving me little pointers. And JP was one of my best friends. So, um, like I said, to me, it was a surprising situation, but I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll work it out. 
talking about the Italian basketball future, uh, Paolo Banquero did an interview for La Gazzetta dello Sport and he told that he kind of texts you uh, during the Eurobasket uh, competition uh, probably and he said that you guys played against each other, let's say, in the West Coast tournaments uh, in the United States. What what was your first memory of Paolo Banquero? What kind of experiences yeah. do you both shared and why you maybe guys clicked uh, together? How um, this relationship developed? Yeah, it's it's been more over the phone. I think we might have played each other once when we were like really, really young. Like really, really, really young. Like probably 14 U. Um, but watching him develop, it's... I mean, some of his posts obviously went viral when he was younger, dunking on people and stuff in high school. And But the way he's developed is, is unreal to be that big and move that well and have such a feel for the game. I'm I'm really hoping he can get over to the national team soon and, and come play with us because I'd, I'd love to play with them. Um, he just seems like a, he's just a good person, you know, texting him. He told me he's excited to come. He wants to come. Um, it's just about finding the right time. How do you imagine this let's hear, connection on the courts and could, can he be this missing piece for Italian national team that maybe separates you guys from the podium? Um, I definitely think so. I mean, one of the you know he's the, up for rookie of the year this year i'd say um he's a center he's, so he's going to be a, a star in the nba in my opinion and uh and he's a big you know so i think me as a guard being able to play with him play alongside him and um try to help him with the european game because i know coming i mean i know firsthand coming from america it's it's a lot different um but i think i think we'd play well together just because he's he's also very unselfish um so having someone like that on the team is would be special one last thing nico uh, one last question since you're here with virtus uh, shirts what do you think what will be the let's say driven force of virtus bologna this season that might be a huge threat for the any early team um that's tough i'd say the one thing that I love about this team is our togetherness, how much of a group we are. Um, and even though we've got some new guys that are still getting accustomed to things, I think us being together so often and having such good relationships with each other off the floor, I think that will will really begin to, to translate and show on the floor. Um, so that's something I'm really excited about. And I think I think we just have a deep roster. Like I think we have a lot of a lot of weapons at a lot of positions and Um, it's kind of that next man up mentality. We can only suit up 12, but whoever suits those 12, or we're, we're going to be ready to go. Thank you so much for the interview, Nico. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.